Hi, thank you for tuning in. My name is Bree, and I am the founder of Love Breezy Bree Yoga. You can find me over at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes and also a link to my website. Thanks again for tuning in. I wanted to begin this episode by saying namaste. And for Love Breezy Bree Yoga, namaste really just means that the light in me acknowledges the light in you. And this episode is a little bit of a sensitive subject for me. It's a little bit heavy, and it is about anxiety and depression and how yoga can really help alleviate some of the symptoms that naturally come up due to life's challenges. Everything's relative, so your experience to your own life and traumas that you go through is valid, regardless of how big or small it is compared to someone else. I really don't believe in comparing yourself to anyone in general because of that very fact alone. But what makes this topic so important for me to discuss with you today is, for one, um, sometimes the result of having depression can be that of a permanent result, um, such as suicide. And not all depression leads to suicidal thoughts, and not all suicidal thoughts lead to suicide, but suicide is probably um, formulated from having anxiety and depression or depression or some other mental illness. And there are times in our lives where We may have symptoms of either anxiety or depression, and it could just be fleeting, coming and going. Maybe we had a bad week or an event in our lives that kind of threw us off kilter, or it could be something that's a little bit more chronic. So depending on where you're at in the spectrum, it really doesn't matter. I hope you walk away from this episode feeling like there's hope. And there's a way for you to create the life that you want to create. A big passion project of mine is this podcast, not because I believe that I'm the best podcaster or even that I have all the skills that it takes to create a really amazing podcast, but because this is me living my most authentic self and wanting to be the change I wish to see, and to share knowledge with others. I have gone through or experienced everything that I discuss on this podcast, sometimes even deeper than the topic at hand. And throughout my journey, I hope to be able to share more and more and more depth from myself to you. And one of the things that I love about both practicing yoga and being able to teach yoga or facilitate a yoga practice for someone is that I know and I believe that the mind-body-spirit connection is absolutely life-changing, but I also understand that it is not permanent. It is a practice. It's something we have to think about, do, and participate in on a daily basis, and that's life. Life is a journey, not a destination. And hopefully 
One day we're all able to look back on the lives that we've been able to create for ourselves and feel like we were a willing participant in that life. So with that, opening up this topic, you know, I don't pre-plan my episodes. I don't take notes and I don't read from notes and there could be something said about that um, from a disorganized standpoint, but I am personally a proponent of just going with the flow and there's other parts of my life that have to be really organized, planned, and managed, and this is just not one of them. So thanks for bearing with me as our souls connect through this episode. I wanted to start this off by saying that there has definitely been times in my life that I have had suicidal tendencies. Um, most of those times have come from when I was an adolescent, and I just didn't understand how to evaluate my own thoughts and my feelings. And um, there's this famous psychologist, and she talks about the fact that feelings do not have an IQ. And I really love that idea only because it reminds me personally from a logical standpoint that it's okay to separate my feelings and what I believe my perception of those are from maybe reality. And it's hard to understand that in the midst of them, but it's easy to be able to go back if you allow yourself to, to really kind of maybe learn a lesson from just your own life. And so growing up, I was a fan of journaling. I kept extensive journals. I mean, I was all about putting my feelings on paper. And um, reading back some of those entries is mind-boggling. I mean, I was so expressive. I had a very um, elaborate form of expressing myself via written form. Um, I've now translated that in some ways still through journaling and writing and, and that sort of thing, but definitely verbally and, um, a little bit more in other types of facets as well, artistic facets and forms, but we all have something or we all should seek to understand what we resonate with at any point in our lives because it can truly be life-saving. So whatever it is for you, if you like to create art and paint and draw or you make music or you just listen to music or you dance or you write or you verbalize or you act, it's all really important, I believe, to create... um, some sort of awareness within ourselves that could prohibit us, if we're lucky, from finding avoidant-type behaviors that I've discussed in other episodes that could be detrimental to our health and to our lives and also take us out of that ability to self-actualize, which I personally believe is so important in who we are and who we want to be one day our future selves. Our future selves is who we are tomorrow even. But living in the present moment, as we all have heard, is also very vital to our health and to who we want to be. But 
every moment that we are alive is present and the next moment is our future selves. And it's important to be able to have a good balance between the two as well as the balance with observing our past selves in order to hopefully be able to create some sort of understanding that gives us hope. The more we learn and understand about ourselves and why we react and how to be proactive, the better it is that we are to create the life that gives us the opportunity to know that we are able to create change and we are able to survive what we've already been through and that we can trust that regardless of what comes up in life, we might really be able to, you know, face it without needing to escape that, without feeling hopeless. When I have ever had feelings of hopelessness, I'm living in such pain that even I don't know how to get out of it in those moments. And sometimes it takes a village, so to speak, of different types of areas of our lives to bring us back to a place where we can really move forward. I have done a lot of different things to help me personally. I have done talk therapy. I have created community with others. I have turned to my faith. I have used spirituality with that faith to help me. I have created passion projects, given back to others, helped others in a way that I couldn't help myself. I have created um, an endeavor that has allowed me to express myself in a more creative fashion. I have also used some negative negative ways of escaping that pain um, through, you know, eating disorders, through um, obsessive compulsive behaviors. I can honestly say that on some level, I've been able to understand or resonate with a lot of different areas of how to deal with anxiety and depression. I personally, however, haven't had such um, an illness in those areas that has needed um, more of a medicinal intervention, but I do believe that some people may need that. For some people, they may have an underlining um, mental illness that's causing their pain or something so traumatic or chronic that it's going to need a lot more than just for instance, a self-awareness perspective. So if you are in that area, you're truly suicidal, seek help immediately. There's help for you. Do not make the permanent decision that has no point of return. There's always a way to be helped, and there's someone out there who can understand where you're coming from. There's professional help and people who are qualified to help you through that. So definitely seek that help if you find that you are not quite sure how to get yourself out of the funk. So 
in my experience in life, um, losing someone due to death or just ending of relationships has always sort of propelled me back to a place of kind of being a little bit down and out. And I now have the um, self-awareness and just through experience and wisdom of life to know that that is just a part of it. Um, You never truly recover from losing someone who you've loved, um, especially when it's a permanent loss such as death. That's hard, and it really takes a lot of something outside of yourself such as faith to, I think, see the brighter side of things. And it really is beyond words um, an everyday journey. You have to progress every single day on that journey. And you may never fully feel comfortable with that part of your life that has forever changed. I also believe that that is life in itself. We are to continue to experience life as it is to be lived and it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to make it through life and not have moments that are painful. I don't believe that that's possible and I don't believe that that is what we should strive for. In order to experience pleasure, they say there's got to be some experience of pain. So Just like in yoga where I talk about opposition, life has opposition and it's meant to be that way so that we have an appreciation for what the lesson is for us to learn. And if you really are here to have true understanding and be a student of life and hopefully be a student of your own life, you have to, I think, be open, as painful as this is for me to say this, be open to those times in life that gives us those trials. I think where things can get a little bit trickier, though, is when we've had trauma in our lives that we were not anticipating, we were not cognitively ready to deal with, such as trauma in our childhood. We can't predict how that's going to forever change our psyche, And you may have already experienced trauma in your life that has forever changed you before a place where you were even able to have understanding of it. And what I'm here to tell you is there's ways to manifest that trauma into being something positive for you and to recreate that awareness within your mind-body-spirit connection that could forever propel you into a place where you can then be a source of light for others, if not just for yourself. I did a podcast or an episode on this podcast recently about the biology of belief and, you know, change your thoughts, change your life, you know, all that sort of concept. But it's now a scientific study. It's proven that we can recreate our life and the idea that our life has presented for us if we can just change our belief system. 
But to change our belief system means that we have to be so in tune to our subconscious selves that we really have to look ourselves, look into ourselves from almost like a cellular level. And that is so scary because we have to get past our own personal beliefs about ourselves, our shame, our fears, all those things that really do cause anxiety and that can really propel us into a state of not really wanting to be that openly free with our own thoughts. I know for myself, I have done a lot of work over the last decade to become the woman who I am today and to be able to really acknowledge who I am, um, even the negative stuff. And there was a time where I wasn't comfortable with that. I didn't want to think about that. And I work with clients to this day when we're doing um, private sessions and a lot of the stuff that I like to work on is just having self-awareness and body awareness and clarity and being able to be comfortable with who you are, being able to understand why we react the way we do, why we make decisions that we do, why we say yes when we mean no, why we say no when we mean yes. All that sorts of stuff um, is what my life's work is all about. And when I'm working one-on-one with a client and it is about something that they think they're working on when they first come to a session, but it ends up being really about something else and it could take one hour to get to that place or it could take several sessions to get to that place is such a journey to actually identify what maybe the issue is. And then it's a whole nother journey to find a solution. And then it's a whole entire different journey to execute on that solution. Um, It takes such patience for the person to have for themselves that a lot of times in our human wisdom, we would rather have empathy for someone else, help someone else reach that journey than we are even for ourselves. We have such a lack of patience and understanding for ourselves that we're willing to give someone else that it's it's so um, interesting. And so I like that this study that I've stumbled upon in my life several years ago has really forced me, I guess forced is the, is the best word to use because it really has forced me to look really, really, really deep, to dive really deep into myself and become extremely aware of my emotions, extremely aware of my um, both my right and left side of my brain to really want to study all of it and to really try to have compassion for myself and not really judge myself. And that's really hard to do because I think it is in our human nature to want to align ourselves with an identity, a belief system, and to run with that. And sometimes when we align ourselves with the wrong concept of who we really are, and then we discover subconsciously, probably not even consciously, that we are not living our most authentic selves, anxieties formulate, 
depression formulates. We start to feel like we do not have control. And when we do not feel in control of our own thoughts and our own actions and our own feelings, we can easily start to create blame. And then with blame creates discouragement and hopelessness. And it's just a revolving, revolving, revolving cycle. Some people will never get out of this cycle. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to these words and you're already resonating with this and you're not thinking this is all hogwash and craziness, you're probably already on some level past that point. You're probably already seeking yourself in a deeper way. So... Technically, you know, I always say, and I learned this from someone else, when the student is ready, the master will appear. And the master is really just the deepest thoughts that you're allowing to resonate into your conscious mind. Ultimately, the idea is that we have to continue to just strive to believe to believe that something great is destined for us, to believe that we're here for a purpose, to believe that pain is not permanent and that if we just think outside of ourselves, outside of the box, get ourselves away from our own negativity that we might be drowning in, seek help, find someone who you trust or find an outlet that allows you to be your best self on some level, not an outlet that's just going to mask the pain and work through whatever it is because you would want that for someone who you care about, someone who you love and someone who you would want to ultimately succeed past the point of where they might be at their lowest in that moment. I believe this and you hear it often that Sometimes the best way to get through something in your life is to help someone else. So get out there and figure out a way to give back into your community, volunteer, or find some way of looking at life outside of your bubble because there is always someone else that can benefit from the love that you have to share. And once you start sharing your love, the vibrations of life just raise to such a high level, it's really difficult for fear and pain and anxiety and depression to ultimately thrive. It's like love is just smothering all of that negativity and pushing, pushing, pushing it out. And something else that someone who um, I also consider a mentor, I have a few mentors in my life, thankfully, but someone else has always been a, a proponent of the idea that light will always surpass the darkness. So if you're in a dark, dark, dark tunnel and even just a speck of light shines through, that light will make its way through that tunnel from one side to the other because light will surpass darkness. So seek the light, seek your light, be the light. And with that said, I really appreciate the opportunity that I have to share some of my deepest thoughts and um, hopefully 
if nothing else, it continues to remind me that I have a greater purpose in this life because I too struggle and I too have deep emotions and I as well find that through the practice of yoga, the more I practice yoga, the more I practice meditation, the more I practice just, you know, on some level, um, introspection and prayer and all of those things, the more I'm brought to the awareness that there's something much greater and grander than myself in this world. But also that in itself is also a scary thought, you know, just being like challenged to live your best life can be just as scary as not knowing if you have a life to live. So thanks again. And I am sending my love to you and please send your love to me. With that said, faith is my grace. Love is absolutely the highest vibration. Namaste. Have peace, be the peace, and go in peace. Download the Spotify or Stitcher app for free. Find all the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast episodes on there, including my new series where I break down yoga poses one by one, step by step, as well as downloading free audio yoga classes and other podcast episodes. Thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you.